0: What are you doing? What are you Not doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves
1: the flavor, you see. Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Point and Beach, Florida. Kiss My ash, Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam K., The Brewmeister and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com.
2: I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K, the Brewmeister. Ahoy, Ahoy, and the lady whose farts smell like roses, the lovely lady M.
3: Good morning.
2: That—that's exactly what you said before the break, right?
3: Uh, yeah. Before we came on air, I did say that. Yeah,
2: your farts smell like Listen, roses. Listen, I
3: wasn't—I didn't want to jump into that as the topic of conversation. So. I
2: just—yeah, I just found it. Interesting.
3: How is everybody this weekend? Good. Any plans?
2: Well, what are you doing? It's You're... Mother's Day. Yes, I already got Mother's. You, you texted me. Thank you for trying to save me, but. In my due diligence, because I know my wife would wait till the last minute, I got my mother a nice Mother's Day gift. Nice. Her daughter and her her two daughters, my my wife and her sister-in-law had no clue. How do you have no clue what your mother wants? So Sometimes I ended up picking, you don't know. I ended up picking something on my own that I found out after the fact is exactly what she wants, what she's into.
3: Yeah, but not she's everybody knows what they want, or you know, I don't I don't know what my mom wants. I just sent her what I think would be Well, exactly. You would
2: know. Exactly. I mean, but they didn't even know what to send their own mother. But give me some ideas.
3: I sent my mom a, a picture. It's the last picture I took with my grandmother, with my brother, sister, and I all together first time in 10 years. Aww. And I framed it and put in a really nice frame and sent it out to her. And I actually sent one to How my, are you
2: not crying talking about no,
3: that? No, I sent one to my mom as well.
2: Are you getting, your mom, are you getting a little teary-eyed? No, I'm no? not. No. Serious, no. I,
3: got, I got sand in my eye, though. My contact's all messed up. Like, I can't see out of the side. Right so,
2: now. no swollen eye. The lip is almost back to normal. Yeah. What's, what's the next ailment?
3: I don't know yet.
2: Your roids flaring up? Something going know. on? now? Yeah.
3: Yeah?
2: <laughs> what's up, Adam? What's going on with you this weekend? Uh, I hope to do some laundry. <laughs> so interesting. Oh my I love when I ask Adam a question.
4: Yeah, I <laughs> hope to do some laundry. I've, uh, I'm probably going to like six hours of work I want to get done.
2: Did you get uh, yeah. Mommy Coochie anything for Mother's Day? Uh, that just sounds wrong, doesn't it? That Mommy sounds Cucci? terrible. Mommy Coochie just sounds wrong. She's getting a nice phone call. You really didn't send Mom anything? I haven't had a lot of free time. Dude, Amazon.com. I got my Mom a gift in 30 seconds. Oh. I mean, come on. Really? You didn't get Mom anything? Well, now that you're saying that, I guess I should.
3: Um, it's Mother's Day. Tell Dad. me you're not an
2: only child. No. Thank God. She's got other good kids she can count on, at least. Holy cow. How are you going to give your mom something for Mother's Day?
3: You know I what, mean, Adam? It's not can, too late to send some
2: flowers. I can even Seriously, see that sending flowers. your dad something for Father's Day. You know, hey, Pop, happy Father's Day, whatever. But just your mom, dude. What's the matter with you? I'm a terrible person. You came out of her womb.
3: Well, we don't know that. He might have came out of her belly. He
2: could be adopted, honestly. Oh, or no that, yeah. yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. I've thought that for years. <laughs> A- anyways, <laughs> uh, every Friday we post a social media word on our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, check it out if you haven't on Kiss My Ash Radio, at, at Kiss My Ash Radio. Uh, if you hear that social media word today, be the 10th caller at 877
3: 960 9960. I
2: don't know why I black out every time that phone number mm-hmm. comes up. But be the 10th caller there and you'll win a five pack courtesy of iconic iconic, Recluse cigars. Um, also, uh, Zycar. Long-time sponsor of Kiss My Ash Radio and the Kiss My Ash Radio Network. Uh, makers of cigar cutters and lighters. Guaranteed for life. Uh, I like to give a prize away to our listener every week. What are the fine folks at Zycar giving away today?
3: This week, when you're the 10th caller after hearing this sound, you are going to get the MTX Multi-Tool from This It's a really cool um, little set of scissors that fold up into like a, a you know little... Like a little... I don't even know what you call it.
2: They just fold up. They
3: fold up. It's pretty cool. Um, and then they open up and they turn into a little scissor. They got all these like little tools, a little uh, screwdriver um, to adjust the flame height on your lighter. They got a, this a cigar poker. And uh, it's just a really cool thing. A bottle opener as well. So, yeah, it's over a $55 value. But don't value. use the
4: bottle opener to open a bottle that's not a twist off. You will break your you will break your scissor. Oh, you oh really? Do that? Yeah. Well, I good thing
3: to, it's guaranteed for life.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. And if that's guaranteed the case, <laughs> and that's some you will learn you might learn the hard way. So um, all they have to do is be the tenth caller, and in they hit that sound. They win that lovely prize. Check it, there's a photo of it on our Facebook page at Kiss My Ash Radio. Check it out. Also get the latest uh, episode every Monday at KissMyAshRadio.com and also on iTunes. We got an interesting show for you today. Uh, very cool stuff. We got Dion Giolito of the Cigars, a long-time and a good friend of uh, Kiss My Ash Radio. I find it very interesting because you know there was a lot of hype, mm-hmm. you know, when Dion first came in this industry. That all his brand names and stuff had coded messages and conspiracy theories. And I think at one time, one time he had a picture of Jim Jones on his trade show booth and all that stuff. Yeah. And this week we actually have Laura Johnston Cole, who is a Jam- Jonestown survivor and author of uh, the book. Joe Towns Survivor, an insider's look. So it's kind of coincidental that she's actually on our show. Completely
3: coincidental. That was not planned whatsoever.
2: Also, a good friend, Glenn Loop, from the CRA, director of the CRA, he'll be here to tell us some of the new updates, what's going on there. But I, I want to touch base on something that just came out a couple days ago. And uh, if you check our Facebook page, you'll see this video, or you can Google Cavs video. It's on, yeah, it's on our Facebook page at Kiss My House Radio. But did you see this video yet? No. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking Let about. Let me tell you something. They showed a video at the halftime game at the Cavaliers game. Okay. The Cavs Bulls. Yeah. Last night. Uh, well, no, because they talked about it. Was it yesterday? No, it so was they, two,
4: days yeah, last, two days ago. Last, last days.
2: night they played game three, so it would have been game two. So yeah, two. but before it was it was um, all in. Yeah. That, that's the theme of their thing, all in. So they showed the video during halftime, and the crowd literally booed. Really. The video, and it went viral, and everybody's making a big deal about this, and I just don't get it. Uh-huh. So I mean, I I just want to know, am I nuts? Uh, you know, check out Facebook page. Make a comment. Tell us if you think this video was offensive. But basically what the video was, it was a uh, parody on the um, Dirty, Dancing. Dirty Dancing movie.
3: Which is, it was hilarious.
2: Okay, and it's a guy and a girl, and they're in the kitchen. And they made a parody about this from one of the insurance companies, remember? Where they're playing, and she jumps up, and they both fall over and break the kitchen table, and they're calling their health insurance over. Yeah, yeah. that
4: was a good one, yeah. Okay,
2: it's basically the same thing. But what happens is... At the last minute in the kitchen, she takes off her apron. He's obviously wearing a Cavs jersey, and she starts running at it, but she's wearing a Chicago Bulls jersey. So as she jumps up, he catches her, he throws her to the ground. He goes, Bulls fan? <laughs> I didn't know you were a Bulls fan. And he walks away. That's great. That's what I said. It's a pretty funny video. You know, a I watched it
3: as a, as a female, and I a lot of people are, you know, not happy about it because of the domestic violence, you know,
2: but it, it, this doesn't uh, promote domestic violence. It, it
3: doesn't. It was it was a funny but, parody. She wasn't hurt.
2: Well, no, exactly. Did she have a bag of ice, and she didn't show her holding her arm. You know but, what?
3: But would it but have been it different? But it was just
2: part of the act. But yes. But
3: would, would the video have been different if if he didn't touch her physically and instead just put his hands down and let her fall? Yeah.
2: What's the difference? She jumps in the air well, and he moves out of the way? Been, but it,
3: that wouldn't have been an issue then. Nobody would you be know. making a big deal about it. But
2: see, here's what got me. So I'm, I'm watching this for the first time on today's show because they're all hyping about it, right? So I'm thinking they're gonna come back, and all the guests on today's show were gonna be like, you know, oh, what's the big deal? So so, oh my God, they acted like they just hung Christ on the cross. Yeah. It was like unbelievable. They were all like, oh, that's totally so terrible. I couldn't. I thought I was watching a parody of the parody. I thought they were making jokes. They were all serious. Al Roker, the whole gang. Oh, this is terrible. And the Cavs made a public press release, apologizing. <laughs> So, I, I need, think
3: it's a bit, it's I a need to extreme. know I'm not
2: crazy. So, if you're out there, you're listening to the show, go to our Facebook page. Tell us what your thoughts are. We put the video up there. So, you can watch it. Adam K. is watching it. Now, watch this. She jumps up. Oh, Bulls fan. There he goes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I did you were a Bulls fan. Oh, it's hilarious. So, yeah. I don't know. Am I becoming I insensitive? I guess a lot of
3: those fans have... You know, she, landed <laughs> she landed on cushions.
2: She landed on cushions. It's bad. I mean, but this is where we're going now. You can't make fun of anything. Can't, a, a parody is supposed to be satirical and funny. Well,
3: today's Making world fun you, of can, you can't make fun of anything that's, you know. And these are guys like but that. what
2: gets me is the people in the home team, the Cavs were you offended. Think they would go crazy. I would that? have nuts. Yeah. But they're like, "Yeah, screw the bulls. Right.
4: So it's 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 Come it's on, the Cavs Cleveland just has such a losing, menta- losing mentality <laughs> because everything bad just keeps happening. LeBron left, but then he came back, and now he's trying to be the savior, and that's why they're all in for this year, even though uh, Kevin loves out, and it's going to be horrific. And then the Browns left, and the Browns came back, and the Browns just keep losing, and it's horrific things.
2: So, anyways. Just the Indians, keep- they made a movie about the Indians where the Indians suck so bad. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, so post us your thoughts, what you think on that on our Facebook page. Um, up ahead, we're going to tell you what's in the box, and we're going to do a new segment that I call Why I Vote Democrat right after this.
1: God. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ass radio Yes,
2: it's mandatory.
0: Hey, cigar enthusiasts. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member.
5: Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. This is a La Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone
6: rogue breaking out of the original dominican cigar factory is untamed by la Aurora. undoubtedly one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks but powerful as well taking a fantastic dominican nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish be aware this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution
7: Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists.
5: Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Quayar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say, Trill, Cabarette, and Cuellar, I need to try these now. Top-rated cigars from Villiger Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VillagerCigars.com.
2: in front of a live audience here at the world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. What's up? Yes. What's
3: up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I got a big bug bite on my foot. Itched
2: on your so giant bad. Yeah. Sasquatch feet? Yeah, your Sasquatch feet. Itches so bad. Are you hearing I'm today? Trying,
3: no, I'm not actually. I Oh last my
2: God, you're such a liar.
3: I shaved last night. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I did. Baloney. it. <laughs>
2: Baloney, what I, is this? I, felt
3: la- I shaved last night. You got more hair than I got on my beard. Night.
2: No way. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> it's
3: not even that bad. You, you are shaved. Totally I got a hundred bucks.
2: Go get Did a waxing. Go touch your leg. I need another woman. Tell her how disgusting that is. I uh, know,
3: but I can't help it. No, I shaved last leather, night. inside leg is the one
2: has got
4: hairs. Well, what, what's the Long cost for a waxing? Because I got to tell you here. Waxing. Yeah, I will you, pay for you're a You're going to have to
3: pay for a lot of waxings then. It's
2: just so wrong. Just get
3: me the laser hair removal. All
2: right. Uh, All, right. We'll the no? huh? All right, top ten. Is there an intro for Democrat? No. All right, top ten reasons. Democrat. Top ten reasons on why I like to vote Democrat. ladies. Just thought I'd share these with everybody. <laughs> Actually, these are Letterman's reasons. But I'm, uh, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim them. Are you gonna vote.
4: watch the last couple of David Letterman episodes? Not really. Okay. I don't even it's,
2: know when they it's, are. It's more the same.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Did anybody see what? You know what? When I heard Jimmy Fallon was taking over the Tonight Show, I thought it was the dumbest, worst move ever. The guy is the best, probably, late-night guy ever in the history. Jimmy
3: Fallon is hilarious. And, you know,
2: I'm going back to Johnny Carson, too. I mean, he is awesome. Did you see what he did with U2? Yeah, that was, you know, with, with the video, or was no the video? No, not one? the Bono video where he keeps getting hit by the car, <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious. I would like to hit the Dude, they went the to car. a New York subway in disguise and acted like a band with a little hat for money. Really? Oh, yeah, and people are just walking by, and they're singing U2. <laughs> <laughs> they're singing themselves. Wow. And Jimmy Fallon's, like, yeah. acting like an agent or a manager or something. He's all in disguise and whatever. And people are sitting there listening, and then he finally busts out the costume, and everybody freaks out, and Bono and all the guys, you know, take off their costumes. That's but hilarious. Can you imagine being in a subway and you two playing it? It was been awesome. And he did a couple, of like, you know, songs in the subway for everybody. It was pretty wild. Crazy. But top ten reasons to vote Democrat. Number ten, I vote Democrat because I love the fact that now I can marry whatever I want. In fact, I decided to marry my German Shepherd. Number nine, I vote Democrat because I believe oil companies' profits of four percent on a gallon of gas are obscene. But the same government taxing the same gallon at fifteen percent is perfectly okay. Number eight, I vote Democrat. I vote Democrat because I believe the government will do a better job of spending the money than I earn than I would. Number seven, I vote Democrat because freedom of speech is fine, as long as no one is offended by it. Point in case, Cavaliers are Number six, I vote Democrat because I'm way too irresponsible to own a gun. I know that my local police are all I need to protect me from murderers and thieves. I am also thankful that I have a 911 service that gets police to my home in order to identify my body after a home invasion. <laughs> I love that one. Number five, I vote Democrat because I'm not concerned about millions of babies being aborted, so long as we all keep death row inmates alive and comfy forever. Number four, I vote Democrat because I think illegal aliens have the right to free health care, education, social security benefits, and we should take away social security from those people who have paid into it. Number three reason why I like to vote Democrat is because I believe that businesses should not be allowed to make profits for themselves, God forbid. They need to break even and give away the rest to the government for the redistribution as the Democratic Party sees fit. Number two, I vote Democrat because I believe liberal judges need to rewrite the Constitution every few days to suit fringe kooks who would never get the agendas passed to voters. And the number one reason I vote Democrat is because I think it's better to pay billions for oil to the people who hate us, but not drill on our our own land because it might upset some endangered beater, gopher, or fish here in America. Because we don't care about the beetles, gophers, and fish in those other countries. That is the number one reason Why? I would vote Democrat. The difference between genius and stupidity is that genius has limits, Albert Einstein. Thank you very much. And now it's time to find out what's in a box. We got a box. We got a
1: box. What? We got a box. A look inside.
2: I'm gonna open it. Don't look
1: at it. Oh, uh, what's in the box? Let's ask honest Abe. Cigar News.
2: Alright, cigar news for May 9th, 2015. Uncle Lee. The Room 101 cigar that Davidoff has initially disapproved of is now set to na- the national retail market in May. Why did they disapprove it? Uh,
4: well, basically, originally, it's about his uncle, right? It's, a, it's it, about it's about w- his guy who was his kind of uncle who you know got him into cigars. But the packaging and everything
3: was not Davidoff's. The,
4: the, the packaging Davidoff disapproved of, and they had a couple of things when they per- first leaked out some of the photos. It has Matt Booth in this cartoonish, you know, face like Matt is, and this Chinese-looking gentleman. Who's Uncle Lee, and he looks like a standard you Asian know, dude. Asian, you know, old elderly man who's yeah, I remember Uncle seeing Lee. that artwork somewhere. And then in also, in every box, there was a little toy of either Matt or Uncle Lee. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it was supposed to be like a cereal box thing of it's Uncle Lee.
2: But do, you kn- do you know, did they change the packaging? Yes. They did, yeah. They did. You when, can <laughs> yeah. Keep reading, and yeah. I'll yeah. tell you. When Matt yeah. Booth, owner of Room 101 Cigars, put the finishing touches on his Uncle Lee cigar line last year, he not only intended it as a tribute to his Uncle Lee, who introduced him to cigars, They had December release date in mind. That didn't happen. Some internal disputes about the packaging halted the project Davidoff of Geneva, which distributes the Room 101 brand, had some apprehensions about the cartoonish nature of the outer box. Boy, how do we get Big Delicious by them? Um, Right? Good question. So Booth discarded the brand's outer packaging and quietly staggered Uncle Lee into the market, sending advanced shipments of the limited edition cigar to a few retailers who especially supported the Room 101 brand. Now, Uncle Lee is set to start shipping nationally in May. According to Booth, all of the cereal box packaging has been destroyed. What retailers will get are wooden varnished boxes of 10 perfectos measuring 6 inches by 50 ring gauge, a size that Booth has dubbed Ronfla. Is that said right? Ronfla? Ronfla. Ronfla. And used before in other releases, every box has an image of Booth's uncle on the top lid. Uncle Lee's blend consists of an Ecuadorian Havana wrapper, Nicaraguan Corojo binder, and a filler combination of Peloto Cubano and Honduran Corojo. It'll retail for $10.
4: Pretty good cigar. You had it? Yeah. How'd you have it, Uncle Lee? I had uh, our friend uh, Tom from DOG
2: gave me one. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, Warped cigars. He
3: actually gave it to you, Abe.
2: No, he gave it to me. <laughs> he physically handed it Probably, to me. yes. No, he physically handed it to me at the dinner in October.
1: I'm just kidding.
2: Warped cigars. Two months after filing a trademark on Futuro Warped Cigars and announced the plans for a new cigar. According to a press release, Futuro was an idea hatched between Kyle Gellis of Warped and Max Fernandez of Aganorsa. The duo, sets out, the duo set out to create cigars that were unlike cigars in the Warped portfolio, or ones typically made by Casa Fernandez. They settled on a blend that uses Nicaraguan Corojo 99, Nicaraguan Criollo 98 as a binder, and Nicaraguan Corojo 98 and Corojo 99 fillers. That's like a tongue twister. The two sizes, two sizes are available, packed by Fernandez and Gellis. Each size is offered in sliding lid top boxes of 20. There'll be 400 boxes of each total available for sale at the upcoming IPCPR convention and trade show in July. Futuro is not a limited edition, but it's unclear how much more production will be available in the future. Leatlier, after a soft launch in March, the newest Leatlier is shipping nationwide. The new Leatlier Atelier de Or, a soft pressed. Churchill began shipping this week to retailers nationwide. The cigar, which was announced at last year's trade show, is limited to just 2,100 boxes of 10 cigars. It uses an Ecuadorian Sancti Spiritus, the same used as the Leatle Selection Special vitolas over Nicaraguan fillers, including Palo de Oro and a strain of tobacco banned in Cuba, due to its propensity to mold. Quesada España. Stogie's world-class cigars is getting another Quesada España exclusive, the Houston-based retailer has been chosen to receive the May Cabinet of Quesada Selection España Petit Bellicosos. Each month, Quesada Cigar selects one retailer to receive a single box of 100 España Petit Bellicosos. Just for Him received the January box. Union Cigar Company received the February box. Federal Cigar received the March box. And Cigar Cove received the April box. This is the third year in a row that Quesada has chosen an exclusive size of España to be sent to 12 retailers, one box at a time and that is for what we have for the news for May 9th, 2015. Up ahead Dion Giolito of Illusion cigars, right after this. Life, liberty,
1: and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio.
2: The Godfather of Boutique Cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at 450 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try EP Cario. Pick up an EP Cario at your nearest location.
6: Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. And again, so does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today.
9: Placeres Reserva, a beautiful box-pressed cigar boasting a dark, oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, and bold Nicaraguan and Honduran long fillers with a Costa Rican binder for excellent flavors. With a premium blend of chocolate, wood, and coffee, this medium-bodied cigar is complemented with pepper, cocoa, spices, and a hint of sweetness with a long, lingering finish. Placeres Reserva shows off how proper blending and aging tobacco make for a well-rounded, satisfying cigar. Placeres Reserva, presented by Coots. To find a tobacconist
7: nearest you, please visit kouts.com. That's K-U-U-T-S.com. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by
2: CLE Cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year. With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro.
1: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I like to-
2: Hi, Steve. Here you listen to Kiss My Ash Radio. We are broadcasting in front of a live audience here at the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, at the world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar. I'm your host, Steve, along with my gang: Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely lady M.
3: Hola. Hola. Sup. Sup.
2: Big congratulations to our social media winner who heard the word "mother," Jack Posey from Ellenwood, Georgia. You have won a uh, nice five-pack of cigars, courtesy of and recluse cigars, so that'll be on your way. Congratulations. Smoke them with style. Um, Every week, we like to invite a very special person to be what I consider my favorite part of the show.
5: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window,
2: open it, and stick your head out and yell.
1: It's time to meet
2: your maker. This week, from Fumare Cigar Shops and as a manufacturer of Luzio Cigars, we are speaking with Dion Giolito. Dion, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hello. How's the, how's the weather out in Arizona? No. Nevada. No. Reno. Nevada. Uh, Nevada. Nevada. In Reno. Reno. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. Oh,
10: it actually yeah. uh, snowed yesterday, and it's going to be <laughs> 75
2: today. Wait, wait, did it really snow yesterday? Yeah, it really snowed. You, well, I'm telling you, I'm watching the news. It's like the end of the world's coming. They got hail going on. Tornadoes. Where's John
4: Cusack when we need him?
2: I'm telling you, Tell what's going it. on? Save me John you're talking, Cusack. You're talking to the right guy. End of the world. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, man. I was watching news showing golf ball, I mean, softball size hails, tornadoes yeah. half a mile wide. What's I mean, it's crazy. Holy cow. It uh, well, snowed. You know, it's,
10: it's, for, for April, May weather like this, it's kind of typical for us. I mean, we get. We get all we we can get all four seasons in one day. I mean, it just it's it's the way it is. It's been that way for years. So,
2: wow. So yeah, I uh, understand you're golfing this afternoon. <clears throat> yeah, I
10: play a little golf this afternoon. Yeah, enjoy my oh, Saturday. Are
2: you, are, you, are you a good golfer?
10: Um, I'm a I'm an 11 handicap. You know, I, I could go anywhere between a uh, uh, a 10 and a 12, just depending. You know, I I can go out and shoot. Seventy nine, or I can shoot ninety nine.
2: It just depends on the day. Your handicap is pretty solid.
4: That's that's a pretty good handicap. So that means you're keeping track every round and keeping your best five rounds on hand at any time, right, Dion? Yeah, well,
10: it's usually the guys that I bet with. You know, I mean, I gotta I gotta play straight up. So, um, it, I, uh, you know, when you got to bet in the game, it just makes you play better, or it makes you play harder. It makes you concentrate rather than, oh, uh, you know, I'm gonna pick it up. That's good for a, you know. An
4: eight, or a uh, whatever. As I like to say, playing, playing for points usually changes the way you try to change the game.
10: It does. It does. It keeps well, your head in the game.
4: Exactly. And you're thinking about, okay, I'm not going to try and hit this ridiculously crazy shot out of the woods. I'm right. going to try and actually play the layup and actually
3: do the right thing, and it's smart. Exactly. Well, I know the first and last time I played golf... Um I got to the ninth hole, and I go, well, do I really have to finish the last nine?
2: Can you were we playing just... golf for a while, though, weren't you? No, no. I played
3: one. I, I can, I can no.
2: I thought no. you got into it when you were working PGA for a while. And,
3: no, no, I've yeah. only played one full court. Full, I've only played 18 holes once, and that was with Duncan.
2: All right,
4: so, Dion, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Yep. Yep. Last week, Nick Malillo was with you in Nicaragua and posted a bunch of photos on Instagram. Can we lead from this that there might be a future Dion and Nick uh, collaboration in the future? You know, Nick Nick practically
10: lives there, so every time I go there, we always just hang up. You know, hang up. We always hang out. So uh, whenever he has time and I have time, we always get together and, uh, you know, dink around, whether they're, you know, we take pictures or not pictures. We, we always hang out. We're really, really good friends. We got to be very good friends when. Um, Jonathan introduced me back in the day uh, over at his factory, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I love to get together with Nick. We uh, think alike. We have a lot of the same ideas. Uh, we like to talk about the same things, and uh, he knows a lot about tobacco. And I like to uh, surround myself with people that uh, that have knowledge of uh, the industry and tobacco because I like to learn.
2: That's a really great great way to avoid the question. <laughs> I know. What I, <laughs> if I, if I that was may. I a long answer without answering the question. To, to quote Lloyd Christmas from I've been What wanting, i Gotta Have lot of So you're saying I've been there's a a chance.
10: lot of people on
2: TV. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a chance there could be a future collaboration between you two? I think I, I don't game. know.
10: I, I I'm not sure. I, I really don't know. At
4: I
2: point. think it might break the internet. I'll just say that. I think it might break the internet. <laughs> right. um, hey, just curious. Did you see one? Did you? I don't know if you were on earlier, listening to the whole show. Did you hear who one of our guests are on the show today? Uh,
10: I think it's uh, Glenn Glenn Loop, isn't it?
2: We nope. also yeah, he is on. Yes. But we also have John Laura Candy. Johnston. No, Laura Johnston Cole. Laura Johnston Cole is a Jonestown survivor, author of the book oh. Jonestown Survivor: An Insider's Look. Wow, wow! How, how ironic is that? It is ironic. Now, is ironic. I, I, my offer—did you not have like a picture of Jim Jones on your trade show booth when you? The first year I did. That's yeah, you <laughs> you're did. Correct. I thought so. I had. I, I so. had a lot of pictures of
10: uh, of Jim Jones, and it was. You know, it was uh, subliminal messaging. Um, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid type of uh, 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 message that I tried to get across. Some people found uh, found the humor in it. Some people got it, and other people uh, other people's head exploded. It just
2: <laughs> depended. So, you know, um, you got a lot going on, in your old, and obviously enough time to become a pretty good golfer. Uh, how, how do you juggle your duties and responsibilities between, you know, running? And I've had the pleasure of getting to know you. You know, yeah. you run your retail shop in a standard that I admire. So, I mean, you actually are an operator. You're, you're on top of things. You run it to a high level. And and how do you juggle that between that and running Illusion and being a manufacturer? And do you ever feel sometimes it's a conflict of interest? Or how does that work for you? Well,
10: you know, Abe, I think you and I are kind of cut from the same cloth. We both uh, uh, run our own operation. You obviously have a, a, a much larger retail operation, you know, than I do. You, you're also in the uh, back end of the industry. You're obviously doing this radio show. So, I mean, it's it, it's tough. Plus, you, I mean, you have a family with kids. I mean, yeah. what what I try and do is, you know, I've I've made I've, I've set specific parameters for me to do. Obviously, you know, I, I just got back from Nicaragua uh, last Saturday. Uh, I travel about every six to eight weeks there. Um, my travel schedule has just started up in February, so I, I'm, I'm on all the time. So, uh, between that, the retail, um, uh, and all of that, I, I think that the thing that, that I really don't do a lot is uh, events. I don't travel around uh, the United States because I, I just I I kind of picked my poison a long time ago and said, look, if I if I'm going to do certain things. Uh, they have to be done right, and they have they need a certain amount of time and a certain amount of attention. If I spread myself too thin, something is going to suffer. So yep. uh, I just had to look at, at at the things that were the most important to me and in my life. Uh, obviously, you know, one of them is is you know my marriage, my wife. So that's that's first. I try and you know spend as much time at home as possible. You know, do you things, travel, retail. Uh, and and also, you know, uh, the back. So. Do
2: you have kids, Dion?
10: No, no kids. No.
2: no any plans for any little mini Cyber Giuliettos? No, no. Uh-uh.
10: I kind of I kind of got married later, you know, later on in life. I mean, I was well past thirty when I got married, so uh, I was kind of immersed into what I was doing, uh, and you know, kind of told myself this to is what I want to do, months, right? and. Uh, I uh, just went with it. It's okay. I mean, my brother has a boy and a girl, so the bloodline
2: was on. I was going to say, you know, you're not the one that gets pregnant for nine months, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I got married in <laughs> my mid-30s. 34, I think I was married. I managed yeah. to pop four kids out. Yeah. Myself, personally. I, I know. And so <laughs> it's, it's the real question is, is not how do I do it, it's how do you do it? Well, I have a good woman <laughs> at home, and... Our kids are pretty amazing, so very blessed. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna have more. We're gonna have more with Deion gelito right after this, and find out what's new with Illusion Cigars. Stay tuned.
1: Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at KissMyAshRadio.com. voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. worldwide
6: located on okotobian military trail for the sexiest scene in the city come see us at the
11: spearmint rhino the premier upscale scale gentleman's club. get ready to celebrate the good life with the monte cristo social club roadshow coming soon to a city near you enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like monte cristo Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars, from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale.
6: This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601, Musielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest-rated premium
4: cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series B Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars.
2: Here, McGee, Adam Kay, the Brewmeister, and the lovely I lady. We are broadcasting in front of a live audience at the main cigar lounge right here at the world famous Casa de Monte Cristo cigar bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. And on the line with us is um, manufacturer and retailer extraordinaire Dion Giolito of Illusion Cigars and Fumare Cigars out of Reno, Nevada. Now that I have the state right, not Arizona, not Arizona, not Arizona, not Arizona. So, Dion, uh, tell us, um, anything new you're working on, anything you'd like to share with our listeners uh, coming up at the IPCPR?
10: You know, I could tell you, I as far as new lines, I am not releasing any new lines uh, this year. I'm not a big fan of coming out with a uh, brand new line one year, then the following year throwing something brand new right on top of it. I think it does a disservice to uh, all the hard work and time and effort you put into that brand year before. Just want to let it get as uh, uh, as much traction as possible in the market. I'm talking about you know media more, and you know I just I, I see companies over the years that do that, and they get into this habit of of releasing by yearly, once a quarter, or something, and it's just it's, it's that whole stack of high, let 'em fly mentality, and it and it dilutes the focus in the brand, and it puts stress on uh, you know guys like you and I, eh, retailers, that you know we have relationships with these companies and we want to help them and we want to bring in their product but by the same token you know our humidors are packed and you bring one thing in and something else has got to go
2: you know because we have Always. finite we have finite amount of space i call that the patel theory of uh, distribution and production uh. Yeah, oh, Yes, Rocky Patel. He, likes, he doesn't come up with one. But I, I guarantee it's got to be at least five or six this year.
4: Every. Oh, you know, I, we it, could pace bets now, and it'll probably really happen.
2: He's kind, of, kind of slowed down a little
10: bit over the past couple, three years. I think well, yeah, of it used maybe to be be years, like
2: down to four or five. Yeah, he used to be 13. But that's, yeah. listen, different things. different I love Rocky. People have Different principles. Me too. But that's his. Throw a bunch out there. And if two or three brands work, fine. Yeah, the rest, yeah. well, you know, we fell off, we cut out, and you know, that's, that's what they do. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you mentioned
4: the, I'm glad you mentioned the Fume Dion because you were here in October and then in December. Obviously, the Fume got the number three cigar of the year for Cigar Aficionado, which in, uh, many of your cigars have gotten high, high ratings over the years. But I mean, this is the a brand new cigar that got a very very high rating and how have things been just been affecting your life since that has happened to you
10: you know it's it's uh obviously when cigar aficionado did that rating it it, it really made a bump who made it more I, it, and it, it's not ego or anything it was selling very well before cigar fishing, you know hit. you know sometimes when when you get in cigars like gabe when you bring in a cigar and you and you smoke it uh and it sits on the self you're like this one is going to hit you just know it instinctually it's going to hit it's got the flavor uh profile it's got it, it's got everything you know so um i mean i just i, I kind of looked at it and i said well you know what this is going to have a, a good chance for survival in the market so uh we were we, we were fortunate that it did get those ratings but um you know it, it, it happened with Devernay when we got uh, number 3 cigar uh, a few years ago as well so it's it's yeah i mean we're blessed we're we're very happy but by the same token it doesn't come without a lot of hard work
4: yet your guys in the warehouse still get to go play golf every friday <laughs>
10: Yeah, you know, I yep. I, I, uh, I I take them. I take them. Actually, I, we I took them yesterday. I took them in the morning, and we play. I like you know, we get together. Uh, we play early in the morning so they can get back and finish up. Um,
4: yeah, I need to work about, that in my uh, next contract. Yeah, yeah.
3: Maybe <laughs> well, it, it's maybe one if of the A played golf, not racquetball, could could be the golf partner.
10: Okay,
2: first off, I love racquetball. Play racquetball. I racquetball. to play racquetball all the time.
3: Abe and I play every court. Tuesday, Thursday morning.
2: Yeah, Emily and I play every Tuesday and Thursday morning, and she is, well, we took a break for like about a year and a half, so yeah. she's just getting back in the groove, because she's a tennis player, so she still tries to yeah. double backhand on a racquetball court, and but when she gets in the groove, she she gives me a good run for my money. Right now, she's in the Hi. catch-up phase.
3: I am. i, I got to get back on it. It's not easy to, uh, sports to jump back into after not playing for a year and a half.
2: Yes, our, our the com, the combined score of our last six games is 90-3. to three. <laughs> Sounds like my it's golf a good game. game though,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you you play indoor, I assume, right? Indoor, Dion? Yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's the only real racquetball I consider. Yes, indoor. Well, yeah, listen, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I played yeah indoor. Yeah, that's really. I, I mean, we grew up. I grew up in Las
10: Vegas, so that's all we have. Is only indoor racket. You know, racket. if you played outdoor in Las Vegas,
2: it it cook like a chicken wing in the box yeah. out there. Uh, I grew up degrees. in Chicago, I, I, yeah. I never heard of uh, outdoor racquetball until I moved here to Florida. But yeah, I, yeah. You know, I grew up in Chicago. But, yeah. you know, on an important note, and, I'm, you know, and I imagine, I, I, to make sure I got this news correctly, I probably should have looked it up to confirm, but I heard the FDA now is recommending or they're pushing the date back for um, the any upcoming FDA regulations to brands now that were registered or in production or release I think the date's now June right. 30th of this year. That's got to be real good news for you and your, you know, your company and your brands. I mean, basically. Yeah, you know, I, I've heard that,
10: that that's been introduced. I, I wasn't uh, sure if it uh, stuck to the wall or not yet. I mean, you know, nothing's final until it's final, right? So, yeah, that yes. was great. I mean, I have a lot of marks that uh, were that were published between 2005 and 2007. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, for for my newer stuff. Uh, it would be fantastic but hey look you know I mean say they drop the hammer on us we'll find a way to do it we'll find a way to survive we've always
2: that. that's what I always say yeah, that's why I'm a Darwinist I call it Darwinism that's what I always figure out the yeah. way to get you know figure yeah. out how to live but I wonder right. if a lot of com- I wonder if a lot of companies now are gonna go and in the next 30 days all of a sudden register and ship and get out of a lot of brands. You know, even if it's not the regular production mm. stuff, you know, you ship a retailer here, a retailer there, somebody you know, and then you got the mark. Right. And this way, at least if next year or a year or two years from now, you decide yeah. to release that brand. Yeah.
4: Which, which reminds me, Dean, if there's anything you want to ship in the next 30 days, you have my shipping in code. <laughs>
2: I'll be happy to take
4: that. I'll right. be happy to right. set that up for you. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, do you, when you when you make decisions, yeah. do you, does, does yeah. that play a role in your, what's going on with the FDA or... You just figure. Listen, I got to no, do what I got to do. No, no, no. I'll no. figure I, it out. Just, for it me, it's just along. business
10: as usual. I can't, I can't sit around and and uh, you know think about that. I can't walk around with that with that storm cloud over my head. I just, I have to keep doing what I do, and I have to keep uh, uh, moving forward and doing what I do in the moment now because it's it's all I can do. I mean, if I think I, I can't plan, I can't plan out anything, or I can't make a decision. When I don't have all the information in front of me, you know, because the decisions I make now could be completely wrong when FDA decision comes down or they could be right. I don't know. Uh, So it's there's there's no need in in fretting over it. I just do what I do and whatever
2: happens happens and I make moves and I adjust. That's pretty much the way I operate. You know, business as usual. We'll figure it out as things come by. You know, what I do got to ask you is I kind of think of funny situations. I have to believe this has got to be kind of a funny one. You know, when your brands come out, especially like the Fumdi you know, you hit a low because obviously there's a huge demand all of a sudden and then you're backordered for a while. And, you know, do your own retail stores get backordered on that product? Because i (laughs) got to imagine if I'm a consumer and I come into your store and you're backordered, I'm like, come on, man. These are your brands. How are you backordered? I can tell you, I can tell you without a doubt that
10: I have myself – run out of product in my own humidor, because what I've done <laughs> is I've taken care of, and, and you know it, too. I mean, you've called me in the past. Uh, sure. great Here we go. So now everybody, you know. But anyways, I... I, I <laughs> <laughs>
8: hey,
10: Dion, this is, d- uh, this is Pete from Wyoming, you know. I, um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, you and I are obviously good friends, and you've called me, you, you know, you've been in a bind, You're, or you've had a... Uh, uh, a, uh, a customer they needed something I've taken it out of my personal stock out of my humidor. you know and I've done that for uh, uh, friends with retail stores in the industry uh, and and I, I will do it whenever I can so I mean yeah I, I've run out of stuff of my own stuff
2: on my um, on my shelves on my shelves do, do you get extra flack from your consumers no oh they're pretty cool then no, no, I'd I mean they're fine. I bust it ball. And I'd, you know, granted, balls. I say, okay, well, if if
10: this guy needs three boxes of such and such, I'll take him out of my humidor because I know I have a container coming in at the end of the week. So I uh, will yes. only be out. I'll, I'll kind of know. I'll because I'll have a couple of three days. It's not like I'll be out a month. I mean, uh, but I, I I kind of I can kind of make
2: that decision on the fly. All right. Well, listen. Before we let you go, I know you got a tea time going to get to. Uh, we're going to do a little quick uh, segment we like to call "Classy or Trashy." So I'm going to read off ten words, and you just let us know whether you feel it's classy or trashy. You ready? Okay, it's time okay. to play. All right, here we go. Is it classy
9: or trashy? Come on, let's
2: do this. All right. High-waisted shorts on girls.
9: You're
2: yes, asking me this
1: question? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you or know trashy? what decade? I mean, the seventies,
4: classy. <laughs> I mean,
3: <laughs> right
4: now, you say modern I really trashy. Trashy?
3: I... What? I'm yeah. wearing a pair right now.
2: <laughs> she, she is not. Liar! Liar! <laughs> All right. Number two, hair plugs. What? What? Hair plugs? Hair
10: plugs. Airplugs. Wow. Uh, like okay, Nicolas Cage, airplugs and <laughs> <laughs> right.
8: Good answer.
2: Yeah.
3: Anything better than that? Classy.
2: Uh, Steve <laughs> yeah. Gall Classy. Alright. Lady M. Lady F. Classy. There oh, you
3: thank you. <laughs> you
2: had to welcome. think about I know. it. He had to think about it. <laughs> All right. Pop music, classy or trashy? That trashy. Reality TV? Trashy. Eating in bed? Classy. <laughs> beards. beards? Beards? Beards. 1980 beards
10: are classy. Um, I guess they could be classy now. I don't
2: know. Hold on. What's a 1980
10: beard? 1980 beard. You know, like early 80s where they're kind of like neatly trimmed, cut close. you know, like the, 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 the Burt Reynolds beard. I'm
4: going well, say like, like the, uh, the classic DCC Chuck Norris beard. beard, right?
10: Yeah, the Chuck Norris, yeah. Yeah, those beards from a different era. Those are classy beards.
4: You're trying to say the Duck Dynasty beards are trashy. Uh, well,
10: they're... You know, they're hillbilly. I don't know how you would class those,
2: classify those. <laughs> All Excellent right. point. Number eight, big dudes with small dogs. Uh, say, that again. Uh,
10: say that again.
2: Big dudes with small dogs.
3: Abe with a chihuahua. Oh. Yeah,
10: classy. Why not? <laughs> All
3: right.
2: 80 ring gauge cigars. Oh, trashy. Oh, trashy. And guys who wear makeup.
12: <laughs> Interesting.
3: Lassie. You know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really, I love the ones he pauses on that he had to think about. Gian Gialito of Fumari uh, Cigars in Reno, Nevada, and maker Thanks. of the Cigars. Thank you so much for coming on Kiss My Ash Radio. We wish you all the best.
8: Enjoy keep your up, golf up, yeah, keep up the
2: Keep up the creative.
10: smoking those out on the golf course. You gave me a couple bundles. Thank you very much. They're
2: awesome. They're awesome, They're awesome cigars. I hope you still have I want to go get, get one your, right now. Uh, they are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your golf game, and uh, we'll see you in New Orleans. All right, man. I'll see you soon. Hit him straight, buddy. Hit him straight. All right. After this, we got Glenn Loop of the CRA. Give us a little update on what's going on with the FDA right after this.
6: WSWN Belkley, Palm Beach, Jupiter. Broadcasting live from the Legacy Financial Advisor Studio. Build your financial legacy today. Call CC at 561-799-3810.
0: It's no secret. There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smoker's Rights page at thecigarstation.com. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta
6: is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo and Yeho today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale.
11: Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars. 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Dujo, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection.
6: To find your nearest retailer, visit
1: cucubanosigars.com. With the launch of the Ciri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Ciri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 45 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6x60. Six available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Ciri D today. Ortega cigars. Classic cigar sizes for classic smokers.
9: Christophe Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christophe allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christophe Cigars are made using only the highest quality habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium ham blends to choose from, mild to full body, Kristoff has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Kristoff today.
1: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
2: In Massachusetts Yeah Yad. Welcome back you listen listening to Kiss My Ass Radio I'm your host Honest Abe Along with my King Adam K The Brewmeister And the lovely Lady M Always a pleasure Talking to Dion
3: Really nice guy I really
2: wanted to Do classy and trashy With him Because he does Definitely have a Definitive style Yeah uh, You know Genre mm-hmm. uh-huh. You know I don't know what it's called, but that Elvis genre, I guess. Or
4: well, no, it's rockabilly, as he said. When he was here in October, oh, is that what he is, said rockabilly? He's, he's all about the rockabilly.
2: Is that, a, is that something he made up, or is that a legitimate no, thing? No, that's a legitimate thing. Rockabilly? Yeah. Rockabilly. It is rockabilly. Oh, yeah. All right. This segment, we have a good friend of ours giving us an update on what's going on in legislation, the government, and our rights. Glenn Loop, director of the CRA. Glenn, welcome. Hey, be there? Hey, be there. We are here, sir. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be with you again. Yeah, as always. So tell us, what's going on? We just heard about a new announcement that they're trying to move the uh, date for, uh, you know, having brands available and being exempt from any future possible regulation to June 30th of this year? The, uh, uh, really, two subjects along those along those lines, Abe.
8: Uh, one is that the FDA has said for some time now, that they intended to have a regulation out on cigars and other products by June 30th. Uh, the smart money says they're not going to make that deadline, but we have to treat it as if it's a real deadline because there, we know there's congressional pressure for them to get a regulation out as soon as possible, especially from a band of very anti-tobacco members of the United States Senate. Um, so that's, uh, we, we treat it as if it's a real deadline. That's a real date. And I was going to tell you shortly that, uh, I was recently, uh, at the National Association of Tobacco Outlets meeting. And the, prim- the primary reason I went out there was because Mick Zeller, the FDA director of the Center for Tobacco Products, was speaking to the, uh, speaking to the group. And I wanted to hear what he had to say. And that's, that's sort of the stock answer he put out there. But also, by the same token, there was a hundred, and thirty-five thousand public comments filed to the FDA during that comment period that spanned from last April to August. And they've got Which to get the FDA still it. They has not responded that. to. correct? They have to yeah, take they, into yeah. consideration those comments that were filed. And that's a that's a grueling process. And the the realization that they can go through 500 comments
2: a day or so uh, is is a stretch at best, I think. Yes, yeah, so the FDA still has not responded to any of those petitions that were made, correct?
8: Well, they, they haven't. I mean, and some very serious questions were presented back to them. I mean, for example, they attempted to define a premium cigar, and they said no characterizing flavor. Well, they didn't say what characterizing flavor is. They said predominantly long filler. Well, they didn't say what predominantly means. They were grasping at a definition. Now, we were fortunate that they took some of the definitional recommendations from our legislation to define a premium cigar. No filter or tip, six pounds per thousand, all natural tobacco made by hand, those types of things are included. But there's also a lot of vagueness in there that they that they cost in. And and bureaucrats like you know bureaucrats like it that way because it can be subject to the loose interpretation down the line. Uh, the other part of the equation on on the date question is legislation was recently filed uh, this whole idea of new product versus old product, that you had to exist as a cigar company or your cigars that you sell and you, you manufacture, had to be on the market by February of 2007 to be deemed a, a an existing product, a, not a new product, to make the application process easier. The magic of that February 2007 date is, is absolutely ridiculous. It was the date that... Ted Kennedy reintroduced the Tobacco Control Act. That's how much science and thought went into that process. And legislation's been filed to change that because I think I've done this with you in your own shop there, there where the a with a show estate. You walk into that humidor. Think how many of those cigars in that beautiful humidor smoke in there in front of you are, are, are new. And but I say new, I mean, been on the market since February of two thousand seven. If they make Most every one is. of the cigars to go to an application process, probably 50% or more of your humidor is wiped out. So, Glenn, in March,
4: at the end of March, the director of the FDA stepped down, stepped aside. And obviously right. the process of getting a new director of the FDA is a bit of a process. It has to go before the Senate. It has to be presidentially approved. It has to. A lot of red tape has got to be crossed. Is this a good thing, a bad thing, or where does this whole legislation in the process of the FDA coming forward on regula- regulating tobacco and cigars come through, especially with that idea?
8: It's a great question, but I hate to say it, but it's almost inconsequential. Uh, the fact well, that that's the FDA, not what I was looking uh, to hear. The fact commissioner stepped down, uh, Margaret Homburg, who was a former public health commissioner for the city of New York, yeah. When she stepped down, uh, there was an acting commissioner immediately named who was a former cardiologist for Duke University. That has not stopped the bureaucrats one moment at the FDA Center for Tobacco Products, which is self-funded by the user fees on the tobacco industry. I mean, technically, they don't need taxpayer money to do what they're doing to us right now. The government could shut down. They could keep working. So, yes, there's going to be a nomination process. Yes. Uh, that process is moving forward. Yes, we will see to it that there are some serious questions asked of that candidate as to how they feel about this issue. And we've got a lot of allies in the United States Senate that will ask the candidate for, uh, for commissioner of the FDA, uh, how you feel about premium cigars? Uh, do you think they ought to be treated differently? Because they're on this low end of what they call the continuum of risk. Uh, compared to other tobacco products that Congress actually told them to regulate, so it's it's a part of the process that doesn't really complicate things. It's something we keep our eye on, but um, but Mitch Zeller and the and the 450 bureaucrats at the FDA Center for Tobacco Products are not letting anything slow them down.
2: You know, my biggest fear, Glenn, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Glenn Loop, director of the CRA Cigar Rights of America. Um. My biggest fear is if these guys strike and they do set down some legislation, you know, half the time they don't even foresee the negative impact or consequences or sometimes the inadvertent consequences that arise from that. And the problem is once they do that, there's, there's no going back, right? Well, that's true, and I'm really glad
8: you brought it up in
2: that context.
8: This past week, this is sort of the... Uh, the uh, proverbial smoke-in, kiss ass, breaking news kind of moment that I love to have with you guys. <laughs> but uh, this past week, uh, a delegation from the premium cigar industry met with the White House Office of Management and Budget. And that office is incredibly significant to this process. They can tell the FDA to start all over. They can tell the FDA Ooh. to edit what they've done. They can tell them to change, to modify. They can sit on it. The, I mean, the White House Office of Management and Budget. I cannot emphasize enough is the ultimate arbiter in this question. And this past week, a premium cigar delegation that included George Padron, Carlito Fuente, Craig Cass from from the Tinderbox in North Carolina, uh, made a presentation to that group along with that was facilitated by former United States Senator Mary Landrieu, uh, and uh, they were able to to present the very type of question and and scenario that you just painted, Abe, uh, the the unintended consequences. What does it mean for the retail community that can't get the type of new product that that uh, is all on those shelves in there? You know, our, our mutual friend, Jorge Armentera, is at uh, Tobacco University has said it very well recently. He said, we're living in a renaissance of great cigar making right now. Some of the best cigars that have ever been put on the market are on the market right now because of the innovation the entrepreneurship that's alive in this industry because of people that have come into it, you know, just in the last decade, decade and a half. And uh, the, so they were able to help get that message across. They were also uh, very successful in getting the message across as to the unintended consequences, the economic catastrophe that this could cause for our friends in Latin America. Honduras, Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, collectively about 300,000 jobs between them. Uh, that is an incredibly significant piece of the Economic puzzle that all too often they are the beer cuts are not going to take into consideration.
2: You know, I hate to say it, and you know, maybe you will give me a glimmer of hope, but I just feel in these situations, the money always wins. And, you know, it's insane, but believe it or not, we're going against some of the biggest organizations with deep pockets. I mean, I... One of the biggest proponents of wanting tobacco regulated, I believe, was Philip Morris, R.J. Reynolds. You know, I, you know how there, do you... There must be something say? in the cosmos with us this morning, Abe, <laughs> because I was going
8: to bring that up, too. When I was out there at the National Association of Tobacco Alex Show, on this panel was Philip Morris with the director of the FDA Center for Tobacco Products. Philip Morris sitting up on the stage, the uh, head of regulatory affairs. And he turned to Zeller and said they need to get serious about inspection of offshore manufacturing facilities. Well, Ugh. you would not know what that means in Latin America. All of a sudden you got a bureaucrat knocking on the door of, a, of some of the factories and some of the great makers in that humidor of yours. Uh, there's a lot of consequences from a school of thought about, about that. They also said that the agency, this is Philip Morris talking, that, that they need to get serious about applying the user fees that are going to do nothing but drive up the cost of cigars across the board. So you are absolutely right. You, you wrote the script for the morning, my friend.
2: <laughs> but is there any hope against that kind of money and that kind of, you know, the machine? Well, yeah, I do. And, and you know, Philip Morris and,
8: and uh, 42 health care groups never would have thought we would have gotten to a working majority of Congress on legislation to exempt premium cigars. And that's the reason they ratcheted up their, their campaign against our legislation. And make no secret about it, Big Tobacco is against our legislation, and uh, as well as 42 health care groups. But that hasn't stopped 101 members of the House of Representatives in a very bipartisan way, Democrats and Republicans, signing on once again. And that, and that sends a, a loud and clear message to the FDA as to how a lot of members of Congress from over... Thirty different states at this juncture feel about exempting premium handmade cigars, and so likewise, sixteen members of the United States Senate. And, and aside from that, we've got a, an amazing coalition of, of, principally Democrats, in the Congress, calling the White House Office of Management and Budget, telling them that they're, they're hearing they are hearing the message from the local cigar shops from their local cigar consumers. That's the reason we encourage this petition on our site at cigarrights.org. They do pay attention to that, these members do. We need these members of Congress to not only sign on to this legislation, but they need to be taking a proactive step towards contacting the White House, literally. And I'm not being flipped by saying that. And say, I'm hearing from my constituents. And over the course of the last three years, we've put 340,000 petitions into Congress, but it's got to get ratcheted up. Right now we're sitting about 6,000 on the new the new bill. And as you put it, right now it's crunch time. And and the cigar consumers of this country, every smoking customer, everybody listening to Kiss My Ash Radio has to contact a member of Congress and say, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm not going to put up with stifling product. I'm not going to put up with new user fees. You know, when we, were, when we were down there for the grape smoke, I posted a picture of that amazing line to get into your event. And I said to the public, the social media public, I, I mean, you had this amazing line. It looked like it was a half mile long to get in. After your VIPs had gotten in, it's just an amazing scene. And I said, the federal government wants to regulate this event because of one thing. A ban on free samples. You know, too many of these bureaucrats remember the day when you could throw Copenhagen and Winston's into a, the stands at a NASCAR event. And now they want, the real target is wanting to ban samples on e-cigarettes. Well, we are another, as you put it, unintended consequence. You ban free samples, you're, it's a de facto ban on great cigar events in this country whether it's Great Smoke or any of the other amazing events that are held across the United States. And that's exactly what these bureaucrats want to do to us. So these consumers, these retail community, now is the time to chime in like never before.
2: Absolutely. It's a never-ending problem, Glenn, and we appreciate all the hard work you do. Please keep it up. All our listeners out there, if you're not a member of the CRA, you really need to get involved. Please take a moment. Visit www.cra.org. Cigarrights.org. Excuse me, and uh, find out what you could do to get involved. Glenn, uh, thank you so much for the update. Uh, we'll have you on again as uh, the things develop and evolve. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abe. Appreciate the
12: opportunity.
2: Anytime. All right, folks. Uh, up ahead, we're going to find out uh, what member of our audience wants to see if they're smarter than a stripper, courtesy of Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Right after this.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory.
2: The recently released Perdomo double aged 12 year vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12 year old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors offered in connecticut sun-grown or maduro each perdomo double age 12-year vintage pairs extremely well with the finest scotch whiskies, bourbons and other fine spirits available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide the perdomo double age 12-year vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast
1: truly bold cigars like a good story it's perfectly
6: crafted throughout and you never want it to end Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Are you looking for a new out of the box ready to smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles and sizes to appease even the staunchest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican. Find the highly rated Boutique Blend Cigars at your nearest tobacconist today.
2: Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estates Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret and with good cause because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves acid cigars. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here. We are broadcasting in front of a live audience at the Main Cigar Lounge, the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo cigar bar, right here in the heart of Fort Beach, Florida. And it's time for our my favorite segment. We're going to find out if someone is smarter than a stripper.
12: <laughs> nice dress. Thanks. I bought it at Versace.
5: Oh yeah, Versace. I love Versace.
12: <laughs> Me too.
5: It's time
1: to find out if you are. S- smarter than a stripper.
2: All right. Pulled, plucked right out of the audience today is Mike. Mike, welcome here on Kiss My Ass Radio. Thank you. Mike, where are you from?
1: Tennessee originally, but I live in Royal Palm
2: now. You're in Royal Palm? And what do you do for a living, Mike? I have fun. You have fun for a living. <laughs> How can I get a job doing that? Do you get, Do you get paid for that?
5: No, I earn my drinking money. Working for the power
2: company. There you go. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, I'd like a job where I get paid for fun. Now, it might be the ladies to my right here who get paid for every fun. but. There you go. And um, so today you feel like you're smarter than a stripper?
11: Don't have as much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're not sure, but you,
11: you <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Got to see if I'm awake.
2: All right. To my right, live from the Spearmint Rhino Club here in West Palm Beach, Florida, is the lovely Jasmine and Valerie. Hello, ladies. Hi. How are you doing? You said hi in unison. It sounded good. <laughs> And where are you ladies from? Miami.
7: From here? From here.
2: From here. She's you from here. you were born in the cigar shop? <laughs> no. Where's here? I Florida? was born in
7: West Palm Beach. Really? Homegrown
2: local. And I'm sorry, you Jasmine or Valerie? Valerie. Valerie, Valerie. so Valerie's that way. And where are you from, Jasmine? Miami. Miami. Alright. So uh, how long have you guys been at the spearmint rhino here in West Palm Beach? About
8: a year.
2: A year? About you guys enjoy working there? Any crazy stories you want to share with us that
12: you,
2: that you can say on the air that happened? No.
12: No? <laughs> Nothing? I can't disclose that information. You can't disclose
2: that information. Okay. Oh, no. And if any of our lucky listeners want to come and see any of you lovely ladies, when are you typically working at the club? Weekends. Weekends. Mm-hmm. So, nights? Nights.
1: Nights. She works at night. I work during the day.
2: Ah. So, mm-hmm. if you're daytimer you can come out and see Jasmine from Miami. And if you come out on weekends and nights, you'll see Valerie from here and from here. Palm Beach, Florida. All right, here we go. You guys ready to see uh, who's? Uh, we see Mike smarter than a stripper.
0: Definitely. All
2: right, you playing against two now. You ready? Hey, more the merrier. More the merrier. Okay. <laughs> Question number one: True or false? The small intestine is longer than the large intestine. You can just write T or F. Let's see what you got here. The lady said true. Mike said, true. It is true. You are both correct. Number two. What U.S. state did the Civil War Gettysburg battle take place in? So in other words, where did the battle of Gettysburg take place in? What state? You got a one out of 50 chance of getting it right. Spelling doesn't count. Hold on. Okay. Can you write a little smaller? <laughs> I'm not sure if I can read that from here. The lady said, Delaware... Virginia, the correct answer is Pennsylvania. Still a tie, 1-1. Alright. Was Delaware one of the 13 colonies? It was? right. How How many justices serve on the U.S. Supreme Court? How many judges are there on the U.S. Supreme Court? Jasmine's writing like lightning, now racing. 100! Twelve, really? Nine people, nine. There's nine U.S. judges on the Supreme Court. All right. (laughs) Question number four. What subatomic particle is not contained within the nucleus of an atom? Your choices are A, proton, B, neutron, or C, electron. What particle is not contained within the nucleus of an atom? Lee said, "Proton." Mike said, "Electron." Electron is correct. Electron is a little dot that circles around the atom. It's two to one. You're still in it. You still got it. Mike playing for a VIP and bottle for four at the Vermeer Experiment Rhino right here in West Palm Beach. If he could maintain this lead, number five. What Egyptian queen? What Egyptian queen was the wife of Roman general Mark Anthony? This is a cigar question too. What queen? What Egyptian queen? Can
8: I call someone?
2: No, there's no call friend. There's a lifeline you want to ask the audience? No. What Egyptian queen, just think about it, was the Roman was the wife of the Roman general, Mark Antony? <laughs> J- J-Lo. <laughs> Cleopatra. You ever heard Antony and Cleopatra. J-Lo.
8: <laughs>
2: J-Lo. And she actually wrote J-Lo. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Mike with the lead, three to one. It's number six, what leaf of the tree is on the Canadian flag? So what kind of leaf is on the Canadian flag? That's just a lot of writing there, Jasmine. The marijuana leaf. You know, it's almost closed. It's actually not that far off, but it's the maple leaf. It very be. similar in design. <laughs> four to one.
11: I vote four to Maryland.
2: These two have had the best <laughs> answers of anybody ever on the show. Without a doubt.
11: I like that answer. All right. <laughs>
2: True or false? This is easy. All right. True or false? Are all crocodiles herbivores? Young lady in the audience, what's an herbivore? What's an herbivore? What does it mean? She knows. Eats what? Yes. Are all crocodiles herbivores? True or false? Wait, say that
12: again.
2: Are all crocodiles mm. herbivores? That means... What a question. Yes. False. You're both correct. They are many years. All right. Number six. In the patriotic song, America... What four words follow? My country tis of thee. My country tis of thee. Here we go. This I can't wait to see this answer. It's only four words. Oh all I saw was Valerie take the helm. She pulled that marker right out of Jasmine's hands and is rewriting it. I think they're composing Beethoven's Fifth over there. No. Ladies, there's only four words. Do we have a guess? Ooh, so close. Sweet land of liberty. They had victory. Are you getting them all right? Is she overwriting? Almost. Very good, though.
5: Oh, I meant to say lard.
2: Sweet lard? Okay. All right. It does say sweet lard of liberty. That's what it does. Okay. Six to two. Sonar. Sonar uses which of the following to navigate and measure ocean depth? Sound waves, light waves, or electromagnetic waves? You both got it correct. Sound waves. And the last question, true or false, Vermont is one of the 13 original colonies. Home of cheddar. Maple syrup, too. It is false. Michael, you are correct. In an outstanding eight to three, you have proven you are smarter than a stripper, sir. Only on Saturday. Only on Saturday. (laughs) Congratulations, you have won a VIP for guests for four and a bottle over at Spearmint Rhino here in West Palm Beach. Lovely ladies, thank you so much for joining no us. Problem. You guys did have the best answers ever. <laughs> and please, anybody listening, take time on weekends, head out to Spearmint Rhino. Check out Jasmine and Valerie over there. Jasmine works on weekend yeah. nights and Valerie works weekend days. Is that correct? Very good. Also coming up in Spearmint Rhino here in West Palm Beach, on uh, this Wednesday, this Wednesday, what did we say? Oh, it was May 13th. They have Abby... Oh, I can't read my... Abby Lee Brazil, is that correct? Abby Lee Brazil, adult film star, homegrown talent here from the local area. She'll be performing at Spearmint Rhino West Palm Beach this Wednesday. She'll be putting on two shows, 10 p.m. and 1 p.m. Check her out. And also May 28th, Casino Night. They had one uh, about a month ago. It was super successful, a lot of fun. I placed second myself. So uh, I'll be there again May 28th for Casino Night, Spearmint Rhino here in West Palm Beach. Uh, right after the break, very interesting guest. Uh, we're going to have a Jonestown survivor, Laura Johnson Cole. We're going to see uh, what her story is all about right after this.
1: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Named
6: after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit com. Buying a home is the biggest investment you
3: face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5950. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke.
5: Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I need to try these now. Top-rated cigars from Villager Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VillagerCigars.com.
6: Voted the number one Gentleman's Club worldwide. Oh. Located on Okotobian Military Trail. For the sexiest scene in the city. Come see
11: us at the Spearman Rhino. The premier of the Gentleman's Club.
6: Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select
1: retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com.
9: Tabacalera Zapata, a great mild to medium smoke with a creamy profile. This cigar, named after the company's founder, uses a rare Honduran Connecticut Oscuro wrapper draped atop a choice blend of Nicaraguan, San Andres, and Honduran long filler tobaccos. With hints of cream, molasses, earth, and tobacco mingle within cool billows of smoke. Tabacalera Zapata excludes a wonderful mild to medium-bodied profile, pairing like a charm with the mellow nature of the wrapper and its rich, dense core. Making this cigar an everyday smoke. Tabacalera Zapata presented by Coots. To find your nearest tobacconist, visit Coots.com. That's dot com.
1: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome
2: back. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio, broadcasting in front of a live audience right here in the heart of Wooden Beach, Florida, the world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar. And we have a very special guest for you now. We have Laura Johnston Cole. Welcome. We have Laura Johnston Cole, a Jonestown survivor, and she's author of a 2010 book, Jonestown Survivor and Insider's Look, a reflection of her own experience and how she survived. Laura, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio.
12: Thank you so much. Nice to be here today.
2: Oh, we're very excited to have you. Laura, for those of us who don't know, um, give us a little background on the People Temple and Jim Jones.
12: Okay. Okay, um, I joined in the first part of 1970. I I had just three years of college, been married and divorced. I was politically active, and demonstrated against the war in Vietnam. But I had seen the decade of the 60s kind of go up in flames with all my heroes shot down. I mean, I had seen Bobby Kennedy and John Kennedy and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Medgar Evers all just shot down by, you know, vigilantes and people who um, were trying to take, persuade the U.S. government to go a different direction. So I was pretty much determined that I was not going to let the world be run by bullies and that I had to get involved and interact with the world. So I tried working with the Black Panthers briefly. That didn't work out so well for me. I tried going to Woodstock and that really wasn't an answer for me either. So I went out to the West Coast and moved in with my sister who lived in the Haight-Ashbury of San Francisco, and um, which had its own reputation. But soon after I went to California from Connecticut, I, my sister introduced me to Jim Jones. She worked in the legal community in San Francisco and they had heard about his good works. And I was looking for, I was looking for some protection because I had been making, you know, about five years worth of really lousy decisions. But I was also looking for a way to be politically active and have a voice in what was going on in the world. And he seemed to answer that. You know, you had an integrated community of all races, all educational levels, all socioeconomic groups were in the community. I mean, we had black and white and Native American and Hispanic and Asian. It was just, you know, walking in, it just felt like a totally inclusive place that had a potential to make a difference in the direction I was going, certainly, in the country.
2: What, what did your family, what did your family at the time think of you joining? I mean, what was the perception of Jim and his church at the time before, obviously, the, the incident that happened?
12: You know, I um, I came from a wonderful family. My mother, you know, was extremely bright and committed. And she was a single mother raising three daughters, and so pretty much she felt that she had. Us well, And she trusted our decisions. And so I kind of flew with that. And I didn't look to somebody else to make the decision for me or, you know, decide my view. I was 22 years old and divorced. I, I felt like, you know, I was going to make a decision for myself. And so I didn't really listen to anybody else's advice. And they, you know, by that time figured out that it probably was futile trying to talk me out of things. So... Um, I, You know, one thing about People's Temple, if you go today and you knock on a door and join a cult of any kind, people say, yeah, don't forget about People's Temple and Jim Jones. Remember that. And people can reflect back and get some kind of flags or warning that, you know, things can go completely wrong. But when I join People's Temple, there is no conversation about cults certainly in, in my group of friends or the people I knew. So there was no point of reference that people would say, watch out, this guy could be crazy and he could you know, make, yeah. have people drink poison. None of that happened. We didn't have a, world- any kind of way to know what was going to happen when we joined. We just thought it was a place that included everybody, and we were uh, just really staunchly anti-racist.
5: Before the 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 mass killing, did you ever see any signs or ever notice anything strange going on that would lead you to believe something like that would happen?
12: Well, I think that all of us in life who have met up with con men realize that there were signs all along the way. But the whole, um, you know, the intuitive nature of many successful con men is that they can get away with things hidden in, you know, in the public eye. So looking back, I could make a list of, you know, 500 things that should have given me a clue. But first of all, I wasn't prepared to look for it from that point of view because there hadn't been a terrible catastrophe before that day. But also, you know, he um, smoothed things over. You know, if there was a victim in any situation, he would pretend to be the victim. If he had had sex with somebody, he would make the person... He'd say, this person really was feeling bad about her physical, you know, her physical looks, and so I had to show her that she was beautiful. So in every case that he um, interacted with people, he would make that person the, the uh, perpetrator in a way, and he was the victim, or he was the one sure. making the sacrifice. So I mean, I so you think, don't was think this just is really gifted in being able to switch things around so that the obvious was we were given misinformation.
2: So you don't think this is something that went south, like it was good at one point and just went bad? You, you think this was the plan from the beginning, oh. or that you know there was some lunacy there from the start?
12: Well, I think that from you know childhood on he he absolutely was dysfunctional in some ways or others and but I think that you know I think that with insanity and with uh personality issues, because he certainly did develop a narcissistic personality disorder, that I think that along the way, your experiences in life either guide you back into the right path or not, and I think so I mean I think that he was always dysfunctional. Growing up, I think that, you know, he became a minister because he walked by churches and looked in the door and saw one person up in front on a pulpit and had everybody else worshipping that person. He said, well, that's the job I want. So, I mean, I think early on he knew that he wanted to have a position of power, and that motivated him in much of what he did. He did have great... Some other great things he did do, though, I mean, he adopted children of all different races. He insisted that every setting be integrated. He, um, you know, would never compromise certain principles, having, you know, having whatever he faced, whatever obstacle was there, he would never back down from certain principles. So there was a part of him that was strong and good, and then there was this whole dysfunctional part they got more and more out of control as people started worshipping him and building his ego. And he's like the perfect example of somebody, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. By the end, he was absolutely corrupted and drug addicted and more mentally imbalanced, obviously enough to think that 917 people needed to die if he was going to die. So at the Uh, end... On that, that, Laura, Laura...
5: Laura, on that subject, um, did the people that were drinking this drink know that it was going to kill them? Or, you know... Were you present for that?
12: Um, i was not up? present. I had been sent out of Jonestown a week or two before to be on kind of a sales trip in Georgetown, which was 24 hours by boat from Jonestown, Guyana. But the people in the group did know that they, had, they were drinking poison. Um, Jim had set it up so that he was in the front of a pavilion where everybody was seated and the children were off to the right, many of the children. And he, you know, just cajoled and coerced and yelled and manipulated the people in the audience who were exhausted and who, you know, lived in this very remote part of Guyana that was not accessible to any other kind of news or information. He was the sole conductor of any information into Jonestown. So he told these people, you know, you've given me your house, you've given me your money, you left in the middle of the night, your family won't want to have anything to do with you, um, this is our dream come true, if we can't do it here, things will be much worse, you can never go back, and on top of that, you've co-conspired with me, or you've conspired with me to kill a congressman, because as we're sitting here, he's being shot and killed, shot out of the sky and killed. So... He had people feel that there was no way back, and so as he went on this harangue for two hours that's on his final tapes, for nearly two hours, as that was going on, his secretaries and mistresses and these people who were infected by his insanity in Jonestown, they started passing out the poison to the children who were over on the side. So by the time the parents realized that they didn't know what to do and could they run into the jungle or do something else, Jim was already taking that option away because he was killing the children. So they knew that they were taking the poison, but, you know, I don't know, as a parent myself, I don't know how any parent could sit through all that and then see their children dying and then get up and leave or refuse the poison. By then, it was just you know, absolute chaos, and there didn't seem to be a way out to them.
2: Was there an armed presence there? I mean, why couldn't they just... Did he have an armed presence on the facility?
12: You know, he did have guns, but, you know, the people who held the arms, it's hard to explain, but I knew everybody who had a gun. Like, maybe there were 12 crappy old guns in Jonestown or... Maybe there were 32, but, I mean, there were some guns in Jonestown. There were old guns, but everybody holding them, there had been people who, you know, had been in the choir, who I had taught in the schools, who had worked with me on, in the fields. They were not militia. They were people who, you know, happened to have a job of so-called security, and so the power that Jim had in Jonestown had nothing to do with guns. It all had a matter of personality. He was somebody who had gotten people's children out of prison, who had gotten people's, you know, relatives off of drugs, people who had gotten kids in trouble out of the inner city and to live in the country with families where they could get the support they needed. I mean, he had done a favor for almost everybody in Jonestown. Everybody's family up until the end, everybody's family had been impacted one way or the other with something that Jim did to take care of them. People who didn't have food in San Francisco were, you know, invited to a soup kitchen. Food was given out. Legal aid was given out. Nurses saw the people's needs. So at the end there, it wasn't like a stranger standing up and saying, okay, now you're going to drink poison. This was a person who had befriended and taken care of somebody in all the families that were in Guyana. Of all the 1,000 people in Guyana, over the years, Jim had, had done things that would you know, make them feel that he was trustworthy. And so when so, he so asked... at the end of the day, Laura, I mean, what,
5: what
4: what you're saying is basically Jim had done so much for everybody that was there, they felt that they owed him that whatever he wanted, they just, they owed him this because of everything he had done for them.
12: You know, I think that they felt that they trusted him so much that if he said that it was necessary, that things could never be the same and they couldn't go back, they felt that probably was the case.
4: Like, you know what I mean? They trusted him
12: that much. Since then, you know, my own point of view is you never trust anybody. I mean, certainly you never trust anybody that much. But all you can do really is trust yourself. You're the one that stands up for you the most. So, I mean, that's far off what people would think. But, you know, it wasn't a normal arrangement. It was these exhausted people who lived in the rainforest who had no communication, who only listened to Jim... For the months and years they were in Jonestown, if he told them something and they knew him and saw how he lived, he lived in jonestown too he didn 't fly in for a meeting. If he said something that you know the, he was a credible person to talk them into things, and they did feel they owed him and If he said that was true, I think they felt he had proven himself to know what their family might need.
2: While wow. Laura Johnston Cole, in her book, Jonestown Survivor, an Insider's Look, if you're interested more on this story and her her experience and how she survived, please check out her book. I believe, Are your book available on Amazon, Laura?
12: Yeah, it's uh, on Amazon and Kindle and also Audible Books. Could I say one more thing, though, that I think is important? Um, the other thing that happens with Jim Jones is he had this code of silence. He had his secretaries and mistresses and people who were infected by his insanity in Jonestown, and they covered for him all the time. When he was too incoherent to speak, they wouldn't let him out in public. When he was too unable to walk a straight line or was really mentally imbalanced or all the different things going on with him needed a fix or something, they would set him up, but they wouldn't let him be in public. So nobody ever saw the part of him that was absolutely deranged, drug-addicted, paranoid, and all that. All that was hidden from the view of people in Jonestown. So there was no way for them to say, okay, now, is this the same guy? They never had a chance to see that side of him.
2: That's usually how it's done. Laura, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. Uh, Please check out our book, Amazon, Kindle, uh, Jonestown Survivor Insider Look. Up ahead after the break, we're going to see who belongs in a cigar and sale asylum right after this.
1: Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com.
11: If you created the Aging Room Small Batch Cigar Line, the highest rated boutique cigar brands of our times, what would you do next? Well, if you're Raphael Nodal from Boutique Blend Cigars, you would combine your three most important passions of your life, Cuba, music, and cigars, and create a new classic, La Boheme Cigars. Labo M is Raphael's take on the golden age of Cuban cigars. Labo M is a sophisticated blend of extra-aged and hard-to-find tobacco from the Dominican Republic, a medium-bodied cigar, rich in flavors, reminiscent of the island he left 35 years ago and a small boat with his family. Why wait for the embargo to be lifted smoke Lobo M today blending is in our DNA
1: when you light a Davidoff cigar you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world you release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities time the time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled.
6: The Oliva Family.
2: Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest-priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan Puros, now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown Maduro.
11: From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin No. 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvests of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential, the Aging Room Bin No. 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience With balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA.
1: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to.
0: Style that you used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see. So yo world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the
9: new fool in
0: town, and my sounds laid down by the underground. i drink a ball of hen you got in your shelf.
2: So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with the Humpty. Welcome back, folks. Oh, like this Mash Radio here in our closing segment, we're gonna find out who belongs in a cigar scene. Asylum courtesy of C L E in Asylum Cigars.
1: Welcome to the Cigar Asylum.
2: Did you know I'm utterly insane?
6: We all go a little mad sometimes.
1: Where logic and reason cease to exist.
2: Alright folks, here we go. Courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars, Virginia lab worker sentenced after smearing contaminated feces on co-workers' chair. Oh, yeah. A former lab worker from Virginia was not sentenced to jail time after she pleaded guilty to smearing feces on her co-worker's chair and computer mouse that had tested positive for diarrhea. Gross! Now now I know what we can do as a smoking practical joke.
4: Not funny. <laughs> not funny.
2: On Tuesday, Andrea Edwards, 31, of Stephen City, was sentenced to two years... With time suspended, meaning she won't serve jail time, reports the New Haven Register, but will spend the next year on supervised probation. Edwards, who worked as a lab assistant for Valley Health, not so healthy, reportedly took a contaminated stool sample from the lab and bought it into the office area where she spread it on a co chair and mouse. She had tested the sample herself, reports the New Haven Register, and knew that it had been tested positive for a bacteria that is known to cause diarrhea infection, Stomach pain and even possibly death. Awesome. How is that not attempted murder? Uh, yeah. Well, last month, John Robert Lind pled guilty to putting se- putting semen in his female co-worker's coffee in Minnesota. How does
4: that have to do with this story?
2: Does that story end right there? Is that what it is?
4: Apparently. Apparently,
2: a bunch of these people belong oh, in an insane asylum. That's funny. Um, that was interesting. Either way, you both belong in a cigar sale asylum, asylum, courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars. Uh, next week, there will be a rebroadcast of yeah. the best of as the smoke-in series, the 10th annual smoke-in series of poker will be underway and we will be at the event. Only a um, few seats left. Only a few seats left. If you're a poker player and a cigar smoker, it's basically the best tournament. A one, a one in 150 chance. There's only 150 seats and you could win a trip to Las Vegas, airfare, accommodations for five days and four nights, and a seat at the $10,000 main event at the World Series of Poker in 2015. So enjoy the best of next week, and we'll see you all in two weeks. My traditional closing life is short. Savor the moments account. Never be afraid to express how you feel, because if anyone doesn't like it, what do you tell them?
3: Kiss my ass.
2: That's right. Be merciless. Spare no cigars. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out.